You're listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life. I'm Janine Strong, and welcome. I have an exciting announcement to make. Well, anyway, it's exciting to me. I had no idea that my podcast is in the top 20% of all podcasts. Wow, who knew? I just do my thing and trust that it's beneficial. My guest today is Ken Cladoris. Now, a heads up before I introduce Ken. Uh, while editing, I realized that I plugged my audio equipment into the wrong port, and so I did this whole interview on my computer. So that's why it sounds a little funny, and you can still understand everything, so I decided I would just leave it and be authentic. Okay, Ken Cladoris is an entrepreneur, speaker, and creator of Stillness to Success. His key focus is on helping people cut through the noise, find their stillness, and create the success they want in life. Sounds like something we could all use, especially if you have a mind like mine that's always going. Ken created his Stillness to Success course with practical and impactful lessons he extracted from years of his own self-study. He made it with a fresh and relevant spin to the 2021 challenging world we are all experiencing. Those who participate in his course can expect to come away feeling more empowered, better equipped to navigate their personal and professional day-to-day decision-making. He's all about how to thrive, not just survive, in our hectic world. An extremely important topic for today. Hi, Ken. How are you? Hi, Janine. I'm doing great. And, um, I guess I'll start with saying congratulations on making it in the top 20%. That is a huge accomplishment. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I, I just do my thing, really. And I sometimes I wonder, is anybody really listening? I do have access to some stats, but not as comprehensive as what I was given this week. It's nice to know that you're helping people and that people really are listening. So it gives me great encouragement to keep going. Yeah, obviously it's working. So keep it up. You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So let's talk about stillness to success. I really like that title. But first, I'd really like to hear what prompted you to create stillness to success? What was the journey that led you to this particular path? Yeah, so I would say that I am not your typical uh, course creator in that, you know, I've uh, been a financial advisor for over a decade and had really had a clear path on being a financial advisor and that type of profession know, from undergraduate study to a master's degree in finance and, right, just kind of working through um, the financial industry. And, you know, after early success, I found myself kind of hitting a plateau and a ceiling, if you will. And my life felt like it was on repeat. And I'd kind of just accepted the fact that that was what life was going to be. And I feel a lot of people can kind of resonate with kind of feeling stuck in that, if you will, or just living on ripe, on repeat. And so I wasn't trying to change or do anything differently, but um, I had a vacation and I was uh, sitting in the Cayman Islands just with nothing to do all day. 
And you were scuba diving? No, no, just sitting on the shore. Scuba diving would be doing something. Um, so literally had nothing to do all day, which was very unusual for me. Mm-hmm. And um, just had this kind of epiphany moment, if you will, of like the, I could hear the water kind of crashing next to me and the smell of the salt. And, you know, it was just a very mm-hmm. visceral experience. And in that moment, kind of everything that I set as a limiting belief or the doubt in my head kind of all just washed away and I felt very free and capable of kind of achieving whatever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And it was a incredible experience. And I took that feeling and when I, you know, obviously I came home and life went back to normal and was back to chaotic and crazy. But since I had had that experience, I knew that I could get back to that kind of mental space. Mm-hmm. And I spent years trying to figure out how to do that. And once I've kind of figured out what was going to work for me and what was really going to help me move forward and create more success in my life and be happier and more fulfilled in the same time, um, that was kind of how the course started to come about. Mm-hmm. And then in my day-to-day business, I'd have people ask me, you know, hey, what's changed? We've noticed a lot of difference with you. Or like, you just seem happier and you're having more success than normal. Like, what are you doing? And after having that conversation with quite a few people, I decided to really put it all down on paper and then obviously create a course to help more people with learn the knowledge that had changed my life and help Mm -hmm. them change their life too. So that's how Stillness to Success came about. Interesting. So can can you share with the listeners like what were because I'm sure there are many people who are not very happy with the particular choices that they've made as far as their, you know, their work and their their path and maybe they want to change things. What were some of the things that you did during this time when you were transitioning from being a financial advisor to uh, I guess we'll call you a, a personal growth speaker or, or teacher. Um, what what were some of the things that helped you to move forward with that? Well, I'd start with I'm still a financial advisor, so I still do that too. <laughs> okay. um, but the biggest thing for me was finding my stillness, mm. and you know that has a I kept it at stillness because it's a very broad, you know language it's mm-hmm. not like you have to meditate only or you have to right. do that. like it's just finding what works for you i became a certified meditation instructor because mm-hmm. meditation works for me mm-hmm. um and i know the benefits of it and as you start to practice your meditations more and more you find stillness in other aspects of your life right and then are really anchored in that stillness as you move through your day mm-hmm. and having that type of clarity and the ability to hear what it is that you truly want and then mm-hmm. act on it, mm-hmm. I think is the like the foundation of having a successful and fulfilling life. Well, I think one of the things you just said that's really important is acting on it. Um, I think a lot of times people are afraid to act on it. Uh, 100%. And I think it comes down to a few things. Um, one, we think about it too much right? The noise in our head, mm-hmm. right? You have an idea and then you're like, oh my God, I don't think I could do it. Or what if this goes wrong? Or what if this, 
and all that self-doubt and chatter in your head stops you from doing what you kind of want to do. Right. And then in addition to that, a lot of the times I feel that people can't hear what it is that they truly want. And once you cut out that noise and you can hear what it is that, you know, deep down inside of you, you're trying to achieve in this life, you feel more motivated because you know, it's something that you truly want. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, how do I, how do I act on this? How do I create these things that I can see and feel that I want to achieve? How do I make them real for me? And then, you know, knowing that it's not going to happen overnight, it's it's a building (laughs) process. So, although you never know, sometimes, you know, when you, I, for me, when I find I'm really in the flow, when I'm really out of my mind, no, I, wait, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Not in my mind, but out of my mind and, and really listening to what my heart wants. I find that, I don't know, I've, in a lot of the coaching that I've done, I've tried to get people to not make decisions. I've always said your mind is not the place to make decisions. It's it's good for gathering information and lots of other things, but not making decisions. You really want to make decisions with your heart and your body knows. You know, if you think of something that uh, say you have two choices and you think of one of them and your body tenses up, I would say that's probably not the right choice and if you think of the other choice and your body feels lighter feels a little more joyful that's the choice to make but you know your mind can justify anything so it's not really a good place to make decisions right and that's why you know meditation and stillness practice is all about you know, mm-hmm. quieting the mind so that way that that chatter quiets down leaves you alone and now you have clarity to to make those decisions and move forward Right. Right. What what meditation practice did you find uh, helped you? So I became certified in the Chopra primordial sound meditation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is mantra based meditation that very easy to do and just naturally helps people transcend and you know find that the gap, if you will, which is like the space between thoughts where you don't have any thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it helps you kind of get down to that level and experience that. I, what I feel quicker and with less effort than um, the other meditations that I'd tried. Okay. Okay. Um, for some people, they, well, I know it, we just have to find what works for, you know, each person. I've done a couple of different, I've done TM and also City Yoga uh, meditation, but sometimes I just like watching my breath and, yeah. and focusing on my breath go in and out. So it's nice to have uh, different ones to choose from depending on where you're at in the moment. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. You know, there's days where right, one will resonate more with you than the other or the environment you're at or what you're trying to do, right? Like, you just never know. But having the ability to, no matter what's going on, to find that stillness, right, and go back into your yourself, if you will, mm-hmm. and take yourself out of the environment and situation that's occurring to recenter and then come back and move forward is beneficial, like beyond anything that I could tell anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right. Now is your, the meditation that you practice, is that from Deepak Chopra or? Yes. Is that, oh, okay. Okay. So it's very similar to uh, transcendental meditation. Mm, okay. That's, it sounded like it was, I didn't, I didn't know he had come up with a, a method. That's great. And is that something that you also teach or? 
I do. So it's part of the course. So that's the oh, the stillness okay. side of it is teaching everybody their personal mantra, how to meditate, and really anchoring them in that in that stillness and that meditation practice. Mm-hmm. So that when we get into the content of really defining what it is that they want in life, what are their values, you know, what's their vision of their future, creating a vision statement, all of those things, they can mm-hmm. answer those questions from a place where they know it's true for them. Mm-hmm. as opposed to having that noise in their head and feeling rushed and chaotic when they're trying to do that. So we find that creating that stillness first allows them to have a better experience moving through the rest of the course. That makes perfect sense. Tell us a little bit more about the rest of the course then, what what people could expect. So what we'd help them do is define their core values and creating a vision statement, right? Which is like the North Star and what they're trying to achieve, like their big dream. Mm-hmm. And then break that down into the reasons why that's important to them and what happiness and fulfillment looks like okay. for them as a person. Is that kind and of that, a neuro-linguistic programming? Uh, uh, similar. Similar to that, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, taking that big picture, breaking it down. Uh, also, because I have an MBA, right? I looked at it as a business and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, every business has a list of their core values, a mission statement, a vision statement. Right. That way you can articulate what the company is trying to do and create a culture so that everybody around you can help you be successful. Mm-hmm. We're taking that same principle and applying it into individuals because as a person, you have your personal brand, you are a business of yourself. So mm-hmm. you should have the, you know, the values that you accept, have a vision statement. So you can articulate what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, right, when opportunities are presented to you, you can define whether it is in alignment with what you're trying to do and your values, or if mm-hmm. it's something that might be off a little bit, and then you can decide whether it's still something you want to pursue or not, or if it's just a no-go right off the bat. Right, So it helps people course correct as you move through your day and as, through your life to create the outcomes that you want. Mm-hmm. So I, I think what I'm hearing you say also is that, since it just popped into my head, that throughout your day, you're constantly, hopefully, evaluating whether what you're doing is in alignment with your core values. Yes. But I w- what I would say is that, so part of my daily habit is reviewing my values, my vision, mm-hmm. and outlining my day and how it's going to, how I'd like it to play out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not something where I've, I like stop my day and I'm like, oh, is this going to happen? It starts to become just a natural habit, if you will, as you've done it over time to kind of know what, what fits in, what doesn't. And then you just start to act correctly in the moment to the things that you've already implanted in yourself for, for the day. And I would imagine that if you're not in alignment with your values, you will realize that because you're not feeling great. You may be feeling negative or there are a lot of negative thoughts going through your head or um, you're feeling down. That would be, I would think, an indication that you're, you're, doing, you're doing something that's not in alignment. Exactly, right? And having the awareness in the present moment to notice that right, I'm not feeling good about the decision I just made and then having the, you know, the ability to adjust from there. 
mm-hmm. to so many people, right? even though they may not feel like it's the best decision, because there's so much else going on, mm-hmm. it, they kind of just move past it, right? They forget that that even happened. Or it's a normal part of life. And having this much stress is normal. And I should, you know, be worried about that. And, you know, all of those things, as opposed to coming from a very centered place where you're always feeling in tune. And then when something feels off going, oh, this feels off, I need to adjust. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also it's an, an important skill to learn. I, I'm not sure if I learned it or if I just naturally do it, but is to be able to kind of step outside of yourself and, and watch yourself. Oh, the other day what happened and I found myself getting angry and I thought I was watching myself and I'm like, wow, isn't that interesting that I responded in this way or that I'm feeling this way? It helps. Uh, I think it helps to be more self-aware when you can do that. A hundred percent agree. And, you know, obviously if you've done a transcendental meditation, mm-hmm. right, they talk about the gap in having that awareness, mm-hmm. right, of how some activity occurs you see it and then you respond to it and creating a gap or some distance between your response to what's occurring and having the ability to look at it, not in the emotion of the moment, but on a bigger picture. Right. And as you develop that ability, right, you can do that more and more. And then next thing you know, you're less reactive and you're more proactive in your day and in your life. Right. It it brings to mind something that I, that I tend to do. I, it's so frustrating to, um, to be texting all the time, you know, and not not actually speaking to someone because you miss cues and it's so easy to uh, misinterpret something. And if something, I've, I've had this happen a few times where people have misinterpreted what I've said. And instead of responding right away, I'll wait like a day or two so that emotions can calm down. Or I've done this with coaching where somebody has to talk to me right away. It's an emergency. And I won't respond until the next day. And sure enough, it's not an emergency anymore. They have, it's empowered them because they've been able to figure things out without having to have me coach them. Yeah, I just, that that just came to me that I, it's kind of a similar thing. Yeah. And I'm guessing in the coaching, you give, you know, the clients the tools to, to work through things. They just have to slow down. And really like self-examine what's going on as opposed to like rushing to an answer from an outside source. Right. Right. And some, sometimes I, I would share, uh, how do I want to say it? Other ways of looking at things, right. To help them open up. We're all in a box, right? Some people's boxes are bigger than others, but you want to open that box up so that you can see more, uh, how do I want to say it? Possibilities things that maybe you hadn't thought of or maybe you thought you couldn't do or weren't possible for you. Yeah, getting that box open and and looking around, I think is really important. Yeah, I I agree, right? Having a bigger perspective and realizing that the thoughts and like your perspective isn't the only way of looking at a situation. It's Mm -hmm. much bigger. Mm -hmm. And then taking those different angles and saying, okay, well, if this isn't true, could these other things be true instead? Right. And that just gives you more possibility in your day. Absolutely. And I think we can apply that to what's going on today. Seems like the line's been drawn and there are two sides. There's the side that feels that, uh, you know, these the shots are, are helpful and everybody needs to do it. 
and there's the side that feels that they're dangerous and um, they shouldn't be done. And it, it, it seems like there's no listening to one or the other. <laughs> you know, um, people have closed their minds, they've closed their box, and they don't want to hear anything besides what they think is, is true. And it's really a shame. I will comment on the last part. It is, it is a shame that people can't have uh, open discussions anymore and that everybody's dug their heels in so deep that the tension just around, I would say, is is high. Mm-hmm. Right. Anytime I go outside, I uh, I definitely can feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, like, where is that sense of just freedom and abundance? Like, why, do, why is everybody so on edge all the time? Um. And it, it's sad. I know. It's exactly what I was going to say. It's very sad. It makes it makes me sad because I, you know, I see people like looking down all the time. They're more hunched over. I'm not seeing, like when I go into town once a week to do my, you know, all my errands, there's such a burden and I, I'm not seeing much joy. And I, I just get this sense of so much fear. Yeah. So I guess... You have the ability because you like, live out, but for for me, living in a city and having people everywhere, um, one of the things that I've done, which you probably can comment on as well, mm-hmm. is um, every year I do a, a week in prolonged silence, mm-hmm. which gives me the ability to write to, to step out of the, the craziness of a normal day life and just sit in silence and peace and decompress and you know, re-energize and clear thoughts and emotions and different things. And that is mm-hmm. maybe one of the most beneficial things that I've done. And it's what I plan on teaching going forward. But I will say that this year, when I started, I was exhausted for the first day. I don't think I've ever slept that much. Like my wow. body was just like, oh my God, you need to relax and just rest up because it's been so on edge and so tight from the environment that I finally was able to just decompress and it, it was amazing experience. Um, but uh, you definitely have to make it a conscious effort. Right. And I think when there's this constant stress after a while, you don't really even realize how stressed your body is and, and what's happening to you. You know, at least I can go, I've got all these trails. I can take my dog for quiet walks and I, I just, I can't even, honestly, I can't even imagine living in the city and this may not be something everyone can do, but one of the things that I do, it's kind of my little service when I go into town. I don't wear a mask. Um, I will wear a clear face shield because I think it's really important for people to see your smile. And I smile at everyone. I don't care if they give me a funny look because they're wearing a mask and I'm wearing a face shield. I just, I try to smile at everyone. And I like I, that's kind of my, my little thing that I do. <laughs> Just sharing some joy and happiness a little mm-hmm. bit here and there. And, you know, it could be something that you never know what that other person you're looking at and smiling at needs. And that could be just the thing to help them. Right. Right. I know my chiropractor said the other day when he's around, uh, like somebody has a mask on, he'll say, I'd really love to see your smile, like somebody at a cash register or something, you know, just yeah. just to kind of, and, and he said a lot of times people will pull their mask down and smile, you know, and sometimes people won't, but, you know, just, just trying to create something that's a, a little more upbeat, a little more positive. Right. Bring a little, uh, 
Oh, I guess a smile to their day. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So if somebody uh, becomes successful, a lot of times I think what happens with success is people tend to start to, uh, how do I want to say it, kind of move away from their authentic self. They get wrapped up in the success and the, the chaos and the day-to-day, you know, do, 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 do. How do you balance all of this? What do you do to balance it all? Since you are still a, a financial consultant, but you're also doing this. Yeah. I mean, it all comes down to the to meditation and my stillness practices. Okay. So having that, the daily meditations helps with obviously the day-to-day. And then I find that, you know, no matter what your circumstances or how you find yourself, um, mm-hmm. if you can find your stillness, the rest of your life will change for the better as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just natural. Like you don't think about it. All of a sudden you're just making better decisions in all areas of your life. And so you don't get those big swings, if you will, of like you're getting caught up in something because your natural tendency is to have more balance in your life, mm-hmm. not from like a work-life balance, but just, you know, these are the things that are important to me. These are my values. This is what I want. And this is how I'm showing up. Um, and when you do that, you just, again, naturally have the balance and you find the times for the things that bring you joy or the things that are important to you. And you can do that at the same time with having the success that you want in life. So, Ken, what do you say to someone who says, I don't have time to meditate. I'm too busy. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> what I tell everybody is to start where you are. So if everybody has a minute and there is a one minute kind of meditation, mindfulness practice that I have on my website, which is just really just following your breath for one minute. And, mm-hmm. you know, that quick and easy anybody can find a minute and then once you start to build from there you know five minutes and then you start your meditation practice of 20 and then as you start to unwind and clear the chaos and the noise in your head time becomes more available to you because now you're not wasting your time on the things you feel have to be done that aren't really important Mm -hmm. So you stop doing those things and now you have time for the things that really matter to you, your success, your future, and the things that are important to you, right? So we all have the same amount of time, but how we prioritize it, how we show up, and how effective we are in our day is drastically distant for each person. And a, a stillness practice gives you more mental clarity and allows you to show up more prepared for what you're trying to do so you can get things done faster. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who meditate regularly do find that they have more time in the day. Yeah. I mean, I have a, you know, obviously a full-time financial advisor. Uh, I go sailing. I do create this course. I do podcast interviews. I do interviews all the time. And that's why everybody asks me, like, how do you do all that? And I'm like, well, I just, I make time for the things that are important and I don't waste my time doing things that aren't important. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yes, I know when I had my aromatherapy company, people used to ask me, how do, how do you do all the things you do? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just do it. I was, med- I was meditate. I have to say, I haven't been meditating regularly. So you are giving me a little kick in the butt here. But I, I did for many, many years meditate regularly. And so do you recommend, do you meditate twice a day or once a day? 
how long? So the recommendation, yes, twice a day for 20 minutes. 20 minutes like each time. So some people teach the 30 minutes per session. I think that's a little tough for people, especially when you take in like the time it takes to get out of a meditation before you can start doing activity. Mm -hmm. So I find that 20 minutes works real well. And, you know, even if you only do the, the morning meditation, which I find for most people is the easiest one to get to. Okay. Um, you still see the benefits um, from the meditation. Course, and yeah. eventually, right, if you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, you're like, oh, I need that second meditation today. Mm -hmm. And you'll, you'll find that 20 minutes because you're just feeling overwhelmed and you want to have a successful afternoon. But, you know, a lot of people I know that just do the morning one and right, they have great success, feel better. You know, it's just a great way to start the day. Yeah, yeah, it is. Rather than jumping out of bed and racing around. <laughs> yeah. I have a it's kind of interesting. So there's a couple of people that I talked to and a good friend of mine. So one of them, I taught how to meditate and go through the, you know, the stillness of success. Mm -hmm. And he was meditating every day. It was getting so much done and it's been, it's been great. And then it's funny because I have a friend that he wakes up and the first thing he does is grab his cell phone and just starts responding. Mm. Right? That's an appropriate response. I'm like, you have to stop doing that. Like your whole day is getting thrown off before you even get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And like, this is why you're stressed out all the time and not having any control of your day because you're just reacting from the moment the day starts. And so once I figure out how to get him to stop doing that, leave your phone in the kitchen. Don't play. <laughs> right. Don't bring it in your room. Like put it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but you know, some people are very tied to the, to their phone and he feels it's important. Eventually, he will probably stop doing that, but it is a work in progress still. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's interesting. You've got two friends with two totally different ways of, of dealing with, with things. Since we're on meditation and uh, so the, uh, I w received some, you know, some information about you. And one of the things that was written out was my first meditation experience was not what I expected. Would you like to? flesh that out a little bit <laughs> yeah I, so, i'm curious <laughs> yeah it was interesting so i think that most people right when you tell them about learning to meditate and different things they're like oh well i tried that but i, I still had thoughts or i still did this or like i can't sit that long right and mm -hmm. my first meditation experience was anything but a, what you would call a meditation experience <laughs> so, so i learned tm as well uh, first Okay. And I went to the training center and right, they give you your mantra and then you sit in the room for, for 20 minutes and meditate. Mm -hmm. And so I got my mantra and we went through the ceremony and I'm sitting there and it's pretty quiet. And then you know, about a minute into it, the gardener in the house next door started leaf blowing and using the, you know, <laughs> edgers and the weed whacker and the lawnmower. And I'm like, this is so loud. Like all I could do was focus on all the noise he was making. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I guess this was a waste of a meditation, right? I still sat there for the 20 minutes because they don't, like, you have to wait for the instructor to come back. And so I'm like, okay, you know, that is what it is. But I was like, I remember walking out going, this was just a waste of a time and a lot of money. There's no way that was beneficial. Like I, all I did was listen to the gardener next door <laughs> and driving back from, from the facility, it's a canyon road, 
And once I got to the bottom and like there was other cars and commotion and normal chaos going on around me, I realized that I couldn't drive in that my I was so calm that my reflexes and my reaction time wasn't there. Oh, interesting. And and I was like, wow, I need to pull over. I I don't like if something goes wrong, like I don't have the ability to respond fast enough. Mm -hmm. And so I pulled over and just was in astonishment that having a bad, what I would call bad, even though we don't judge meditations, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a very poor first (laughs) meditation experience. And I found myself sitting there so calm that I couldn't drive. Wow. That's amazing. Right. And then I was like, okay, there's something to this. Like, this is real. This is working. It's clearly changing my physical being, my mental state for the better, even when it's not a good meditation. Uh Right. And so that's why I like to share with people because so many people, again, don't think they're having good meditations and they don't see the benefit. Mm -hmm. But if you keep doing it, it is underneath the surface. It's doing incredible things for you and allowing you to just heal and release stress. And so that's why I share that first meditation to tell people it doesn't get much worse than that. And (laughs) it was still a great meditation and I've meditated ever since. So So it sounds like it's really important not to judge your meditation sessions, just allow them to be what they are. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't judge them. Don't talk. I mean, don't talk about them. Don't go, Oh, I need this experience or I need that experience. Just let it unfold as it's going to and the benefits will show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like maybe setting aside your expectations too of what meditation is supposed to be. Yeah. Right. And then as you set aside the med- expectations of what your meditation is going to be, you start kind of doing that same thing in the rest of your life and you're the, the need to control everything and have these high expectations of how everything is going to work out in every step, mm-hmm. those lesson two, and now the ability for you to be creative and find new solutions to things mm-hmm. increases. Very important. That's like getting out of the box helps you to yeah be able exactly. to access things that you weren't able to access before. Yep, exactly. Right. And put, put those different ideas together and find new creative solutions to, to create the things that you want in your life. Mm-hmm. So I, how much time does uh, a person need to expect that they like for on a weekly basis? How many weeks is the course? So the initial one is again, just learning how to meditate and okay. it's uh, three modules and we give you your mantra and then we like you to meditate for about a week just to get some of the benefits. Okay. And then after that, it's self-paced course, uh, four modules, um, with broken down into obviously different videos to go mm-hmm. through everything. So it's, but again, it's at yourself, it's your own pace. Okay. Okay. But I would say that more than the, it's more time thinking and answering the questions than it is with me telling you the answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of the things I've realized as a financial advisor and in just in life, uh, I can't tell you what success is for you. I can't tell you what makes you happy. So mm-hmm. we have to dig deep, find out what that means for you and define it. And that takes some time. Right. Well, I think that's, yeah, that's a lot of people's problem. Their, their main problem is they, they don't 
they don't know what they want to do. They don't know what will make them happy. Most people know pretty well what they don't want <laughs> and what doesn't make them happy. But a lot of people don't really know what will make them happy or what will bring them joy. Yep, exactly. You know, one of the things I love to do is be on the water and go mm. sailing and have power boats and all of those things. And right for me, that those are things I define as success. They bring me joy, happiness. But if I told somebody else, like, this is what success looks like, like I don't know if they like the ocean or if, like they're petrified to get seasick, right? Like, that's why I can't answer what that is for you. Mm-hmm. But taking the time to identify what those things are for you allows you to think about them more often and right create that soundtrack in your head of what you're trying to achieve and then lo and behold the more you listen to that positive thoughts in your head and know where you want to go you start to see more opportunities to move forward towards that and more opportunities for success Um, and then you just have to what i like to say is you have to seize the second (laughs) take that opportunity and you know move forward and create that change Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like a great course. Now, you've also written a couple of books, I believe, right? Uh, one full book and then an ebook. Oh, okay. Maybe you could tell us a little about those. Yeah. So, again, uh, benefit of meditation. I decided that, like so many people, I think that want to write a book that I, I would actually write it. And so I uh, wrote Get There, Chart Your Course to Financial Abundance and Live the Life You Desire. Okay. Which is very similar to the course, but I was still in the thought process of the stillness part of it. But the course really is more on the financial aspect of defining, again, what success looks like, what your lifestyle is, and then doing the math around that to define, okay, how much money do I need to save to live the life I want in retirement? And then how do I get to that dollar amount? Mm -hmm. And it was very finance-oriented but the same themes in that defining it is what you want. But for me, that that book was the ability for me to create the habits in my own life and define the success that I wanted of writing the book and actually bring it to fruition. I found that when I was writing it, anytime I'd tell anybody like, oh, I'm writing a book. Most people would <laughs> be like, oh, I wanted to do that. I started a book. I've never got to it. You know, so now I get to show people like, if you define it, you find your stillness, like, here's my book, you could write yours, you could do it too, just right, create the systems and know the reasons why you're doing it, and you could be holding your book next year. Uh-huh. So. Well, and it sounds like, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but that the book is kind of a stepping stone to the course. It, it is a little bit, but I made the course very user-friendly in that we go through the whole thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in a little bit more detail, actually, and um, defined. So with the book, I got a lot of feedback from people telling me like where they needed more help and where they'd get stuck or where they'd have problems with the goal setting. And so in the course, we go a little deeper in those sections to really help people break through whatever's holding them back mm-hmm. to get to those answers. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the the stillness aspect in the beginning really helps people to to hear that inner voice that's mm-hmm. kind of hinting at the answers. <laughs> um, so if they can hear it and then they start writing it and not judge what they're hearing, but just kind of let it flow, mm-hmm. um, they kind of get 
the uh, the true answers to the questions. Well, excuse me. You know, it sounds like you've drawn from a lot of different uh, modalities and and put it together into a really, really powerful course. I, I really like what you've done. Thank you. It was a five year journey and wow. a lot of time and money, and I did take a lot of courses and did everything I could. And my course is drilled down to what I found with the needle movers mm-hmm. and the things that are really going to make you know, a lot of change in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's interested in your course, where do, where do they go? What do they do? Yeah, they can go to kenclidoris.com. I'm sure that'll be in the, in the notes. And mm-hmm. uh, yes. there's a free download at stillness2success.com, which gives you some of the benefits of meditation and, you know, some insights from there. So that's okay. a great way. To, again, stillness2success.com or kenclidoris.com. Okay. All right. Great. And if somebody had a question for you personally, do you uh, is there a way to connect with you? Yeah, so on the on the kenclodoris.com there's a contact and then they can put their question there and I'll get back to them. Okay. Okay, great. Or I guess easiest way too is to uh, you can follow me on Instagram and uh, you could send me a comment and I will respond there as well. Oh, great. Okay. And it's just uh, Ken Clodoris on Instagram. Yep. Okay. All right. Great. So is there anything that that we haven't covered or that you would like to uh, end with? This has been a great conversation. Thank you. No, I've really enjoyed the conversation. And I believe no matter your circumstance, uh, if you find your stillness and you can change your life for the better. So start where you are, whether it's one minute, five minutes or 20 minutes, just start to develop that stillness and that mental clarity. And you'll start to see the life that you want appear and everything else will change. So those are my final thoughts. Start where you are and just watch the benefits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it sounds like really quieting the chatter, uh, doing, uh, doing, <laughs> okay, doing a little more being rather than doing. <laughs> and even if you just focus on your breathing once in a while and just take some deep breaths and notice probably a lot of people are breathing really shallow because they're stressed and their their chest is tight. And just noticing some of these things uh, is a good place to start. Exactly, right? Again, start where you are and whatever you can do. If it's a minute of breathing, you know, whatever it is, you'll the benefits will start to appear and you'll find more and more time and things will get better. Well, thank you so much, Ken. And once again, please repeat how people can connect with you in the course. Yeah, people can go to kenclidoris.com. They can also go to stillness2success.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at kenclidoris. I look forward to connecting with your audience and and with you further. So thank you so much for having me today. Oh, thank you, Ken. It's really been great. You take care. You too. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Ken Cladoris, for your commitment to helping people thrive, not just survive. The podcast website is realjanine.com. And remember, Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. Slideshow videos of my conversations are now on BitChute. The older ones are still on YouTube. Please share this conversation with family and friends. Until next time, as always, take care and be well.